the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. This is your host, Al Fadi, and you're tuning in to Let Us Reason. And uh, today, uh, we are going to continue with uh, some of the things that I discussed with you last week, which is some apologetic items that you can use with our Muslim friends that clearly exposes how Islam contradicts itself. And last week, we talked about the idea that just using the pillars of Islam... Uh, you can begin to pick uh, on things that are very obvious and help the Muslim person who is engaging with you in a dialogue to begin to think about it. For instance, we said the Shahada or the Islamic creed, uh, Muslims attack us that we have elevated Jesus to be equal to God, and they call that in Islam or in Arabic shirk, meaning association with God. Yet at the same time, the creed itself elevated the Prophet of Islam, Muhammad, to be equal to Allah, when in fact Muslims always deny that Muhammad is basically divine, uh, uh, yet at the same time elevating him as a human to be equal to God. In other words, in Islam, the creed mandates that you have to believe in Allah and also believe in Muhammad. Without believing Muhammad, you are not assured of your salvation, which uh, automatically makes Muhammad the, the agent of your salvation and at the same time in the creed making him equal to God, when in fact in, in Christianity, Jesus is God incarnate. We're not adding another God. He is God himself who appeared to us in the flesh. That's exactly what the scripture says. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And uh, we've seen his glory, glory as the one begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father. That's what the scripture teaches. Jesus himself talks about himself coming from heaven. Uh, Jesus himself acknowledged that he is the son of God who appeared to us, basically, and came uh, to seek and to save the lost and so on and so forth. So there are so many things in here that you can use when you are engaged in a gospel conversation with our Muslim person. Just listening to their argument. You can use the same argument they're raising and turning the table around. We talked about prayer last week and showed that Muslims accuses us that we are idolaters by praying to a cross or to a person, when in fact that's not the case at all. Yet a Muslim prays daily uh, when he uh, or she prays towards a rock in Mecca. I mean, that, that in and of itself is uh, pure confusion on their part by making such accusation when in fact Islam itself promotes such a thing. Islam denies the idea of substitutionally atonement or even earning righteousness, uh, uh, you know, your own righteousness by virtue of the work of someone else. Yet, if you do not fast, and that's one of the pillars of Islam, you can 
defeat someone else and you earn righteousness on account of that person fasting on your behalf, or at least you're feeding them because they were fasting. So you get the idea. Then the idea of paying, you know, uh, tithing, they call it zakah, which is to purify. You can purify yourself from sins by paying. It, literally, it's the equivalent of paying your way all the way to heaven and so on and so forth. So that's why I always like to teach on methods and means like this. And then today I'm going to talk about the fifth pillar, which is the pilgrimage. And the pilgrimage is the only pillar in Islam that you can uh, do once in your lifetime. However, there are exceptions if you're unable to do it for whatever reason. Let's say you do not have the means to travel or the finances to enable you to make the journey or you are uh, an uh, you know old of age and uh, you cannot really uh, uh, you know travel anymore or your health doesn't uh, permit you to do so maybe you're ill maybe you are imprisoned you know maybe you are prevented by authority you know let's say you're in North Korea for instance and the North Korean government says no you cannot travel uh, out of fear that you're gonna escape and never come back or something to that extent somehow Islam says that's the only pillar that God will look the other way and uh, uh, grant you forgiveness. But believe it or not, you can hire someone to go and perform the pilgrimage on your behalf, which means yet another way to substitute for your atonement. And in this case, transfer or infuse righteousness to yourself by virtue of having someone else represent you. Isn't that exactly what Jesus have done? We became, he, he, he made him who knew no sin to be sent for us so that in him, in Christ, we uh, became the righteousness of God. So it's the exact same thing. Uh, no difference, yet it's comp it's a little confusing and the concept is really not all that clear. Uh, today I'm going to you know, walk you through also some of the things that I typically uh, ask or challenge our Muslim friends, for instance, on our Facebook. And uh, speaking of that, you know, I want to... Thank you, as always, of course, for your partnership and support. Um, you can always, of course, become a supporter of our ministry online by going simply to uh, our YouTube channel, which is Sira International. Again, it's Sira, C as in Charlie, I, R as in Romeo, A as in Apple, International. You can subscribe. You can become a Patreon patron. There is a uh, an item in there for Patreon. You can click on it. And the beauty about Patreon is like you can give as little as $1, as much as the Lord putting you hard. And that one is a recurring gift, but you can stop it anytime, of course. And the other way is through PayPal as well. Uh, another mean that we have uh, just launched uh, has to do with becoming a member on our own website, which is sirainternational.com. We have two sets of videos in there, released videos, and you'll see a section that says that. You click on it, it'll take you to our playlist on YouTube channel, our YouTube channel, Sierra International. The other uh, group, basically, is the unreleased videos, simply because we have a, a lengthy backlog, uh, over 100 videos, and we have been releasing them once per week, but you get the idea, once per week, meaning like two to two and a half years so we've been releasing them now twice a week. But you can have access to all of those unreleased and unpublished videos immediately simply by becoming a member and paying the membership that we have uh, basically indicated on our website. That's another way for you to also support our efforts. The funding is always used to really help us stay on the air 
and publish more videos on podcasts. So thank you in advance for considering any of these methods. The other way, of course, is to contact me directly if you want to become a regular supporter of myself or my own ministry, and we can give you all the details as well. You can contact me through the website, cyinternational.com. There is a section that says contact us, and your email will come directly to me, and we'll take it from there. We have a number of you who have done that as well. So um, one of the things that you can also learn about what we do is to go to our Facebook page, I have my own Facebook profile, basically, a personal page. It's called alfadi.sira, alfadi, A as in Apple, L as in Luma, F as in Frank, A as in Apple, D as in David, I, dot, Sira, C as in Charlie, I, R as in Romeo, A as in Apple. Alfadi.sira, in there, you'll see a lot of activities. We have about 5,000 friends. Uh, Every now and then, one drops, and uh, one or two get added back again. So it's hard sometimes for people to come friends. You can send a friend request, but you can follow me on that page. But also we have two other pages for ministry. My own ministry page called The Al-Fadi, T-H-E-A-L-F-A-D-I, The Al-Fadi. And the ministry uh, page for Sira is called Sira International. All of these pages, including mine, allow you to interact with us watch posts, watch videos that have been posted there, uh, alert you that there is a new video that has been released on YouTube channel and so on and so forth. And every now and then we put also one of these podcasts in there as well, just to prompt people to know where to go and find them. You can find them on our website, sierrainternational.com. There is a section called Let Us Reason. You can click on that and listen to all of the archive shows from the beginning since October 4th, 2014. But there are many other platforms that ha- host many of these podcasts that we have done in the past, including this one, for instance, and any future ones, such as iTunes, Omni Studio, SoundClouds, and Spotify, to name a few. Now, let's go back again to my personal Facebook page, alfadi.sira. For instance, recently, I have issued a number of challenges, and one of those challenges to our, of course, Muslim friends says, show us one verse. That challenge, by the way, was done um, uh, on uh, in December, I should say. So it's, it's a little over a month old now. And um, the challenge says, show us one verse in the Quran that commands Muslims to recite the Shahada. Again, the challenge is, show us one verse um, uh, in the Quran whereby Muslims are commanded, basically, to uh, recite the Shahada. Now, why is that important, by the way? Uh, That's important, actually, simply because the Shahada is a very important creed for our Muslim friends. It is by uh, repeating this Shahada or acknowledging this Shahada You have declared yourself to be a Muslim and a follower of the teaching of Islam. Therefore, by uh, clearly stating this Shahada, you are now a Muslim and the pillars of Islam are mandatory for you. And anything you do will end up earning good deeds and anything you do not do will cost you some bad deeds. And you would expect such an important pillar, basically, to be in the Quran itself. However, and surprisingly, uh, 
it is not found there. Now, it's the, the phrase basically uh, we, um, uh, you know, testify or, or uh, we uh, basically acknowledge that there is no God but Allah is mentioned in the Quran, but not as a command to the Muslims. Let me give you an example of this. For instance, you read in chapter 63, verse 1, we bear witness, okay, ashadu, okay, we bear witness, the ashadu in Arabic. We bear witness that you are the messenger of God. Now, the, the creed is, is this way. The creed of Islam says that we bear witness that there is no God but Allah. And the other one, and we bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Who do you think is speaking in chapter 63, verse 1, that says we bear witness that there is that you are the messenger of God or Allah? It says in the Quran that the hypocrites are the one who's saying this. What a description. The hypocrites are the one who are making this declaration. The Islam in the Quran actually is not endorsing this saying because it's saying the hypocrites end up saying stuff like that, meaning that they don't mean it actually. But yet the no mention of the believers and the faithfuls in there mandated to say something like this. Now, why is that crucial again? Because it's the first pillar of Islam. On top of this, the Bible clearly teaches that we ought to declare and believe, I should say, that there is only one God. Nowhere in the Bible that it says that you have to also bear witness of any of the prophets. The prophets came to tell you there is one God. For instance, the Shema, technically speaking, is equivalent to the Shahada, but it's for the Jewish people, obviously, and Jesus is a Jew, and he fulfilled all of these requirements. So in Christ, we fulfill all of these requirements, and we believe there is only one God. The Shema says, Hero Israel. That's where the word Shema comes from, Hero. Hear, O, meaning listen, okay? Hero Israel, the Lord your God, hear, O. By the way, it's not hero. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Wow. There is at least an indication in there, but yet in Islam, we do not find such a thing. In fact, um, it's, it says also in the Quran that God knows that you are his messenger, meaning Allah bear witness that you, Muhammad, are his messenger. Well, I hope so. I hope he knows that he is his messenger. But this is Allah declaring the shahad. Did Allah convert now and become a Muslim as a result of this? I mean, it's really confusing. Why wouldn't you, as a God in the Quran, make it very clear to your followers that if you become a follower, here is the decree, here is the creed, here is the shahada. Even, you know, the concept itself as a pillar is not even found in there. And it says also that God bears witness, Allah bears witness that the hypocrites are liars. For saying what? That they bear witness that Muhammad is a messenger. Gee, man, what a confusing thing. The hypocrites declare that he is a messenger, bear witness that Muhammad is a messenger, and the God of Islam says they're liars. Does that mean they're lying by saying that he's a messenger? You get the idea. So that's why we ask a question like this, because it's extremely important that we show our Muslim friends that even, even in the Quran, this concept definitely is not found. Now, I'm going to jump into uh, another thing. Um, many times you come across passages in the Quran that instead of using the word deceiver or deceived, planner or planned, 
in reference to the God of Islam. And I would argue it's out of embarrassment that the translators and the commentators will say things like this because it's not a good thing to describe your God as a God of deception. But believe it or not, the God of Islam had no problem declaring this. For instance, in chapter 3, verse 54, uh, the God of Islam says, Allah is the greatest, greatest of all deceiver. The word makr, that's the root word, makr. Makr uh, or deception means really to deceive, to delude, to cheat, to double cross, dupe people. It's an act of cunning, craftiness, uh, basically slyness and double dealing, deception, deceit, antiphase and guile. These are the descriptions that apply to that phrase that the God of Islam have used of himself. Yet when you go and read the translators, the translators will, will use the words like schemed, right? As Pactel, for instance, translation will say, are they then secure from Allah's scheme? When in fact the word makr, are they, the literal translation should have been, are they then secure from Allah's deception? This is found in chapter 7, verse 99. And then it says, Allah's scheme, basically, and or no one is uh, saved from Allah's scheme, meaning no one literally is saved from Allah's deception. This is exactly what the verse in the Quran and the Arabic vo uh, uh, verse that or word at least insinuate. Now that's kind of an interesting thing. Now look what Jesus says about who is the greatest deceiver or liar in this case. We find this in John 8 verse 44. Let's listen or read together. You are of your father the devil and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature. What is his nature? For he is a liar and the father of lies. Wow. You get the idea here what's going on. God does not lie. God does not deceive. God is not a cunning God. Who is the cunning person or the liar or the deceiver? It is Satan, the devil. Jesus himself identified him that way. And yet the God of Islam have no problem really bragging that he is the best of deceivers. He is the greatest deceiver. You wonder why then the translators are embarrassed of literally translating something like this. Because what are you trying to tell me? That you are worshiping a God that deceives, and I would like for, to invite you to convert and follow this deceiving God? I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, an embarrassing thing. Chapter 13, verse 42 of the Quran said the same thing. Those who were before them plotted. Okay, that's the translation. But the Arabic actually word is makaru. Makaru. Waqad makara. Okay, in this case, makara in the past tense. Waqad makara, meaning plotted in the past tense, but actually it should have been said, but they deceived, okay? Those who were before them 
deceive. That's the literal translation. But all basically plotting is Allah's or all that's the translation is using the word plotting. But the translation should have said, but all deception belongs to Allah. Wow. Uh, we understand that uh, God, in you know, in 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 general, theologically speaking, is over all things, and God is knowledgeable of all things, and God is uh, sovereign over all things. Nobody's disputing that. But to say that His character and His nature indicate that He's a liar and a deceiver—that's a troubling thing because that's not what the Bible teaches about the character of God. Yet at the same time, Islam claims that the God of Islam is indeed no other than the God of the Bible. So you get the idea why this can be problematic. Now, let us go, for instance, to another one of those um, uh, passage. Uh, I mean, uh, posts. Now, if you're tuning in, this is Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi, and we're just taking a journey through some of the posts and some of the issues that uh, we like to equip those who are engaged in Muslim apologetics or Muslim evangelism to be aware of, to use, uh, to uh, have a dialogue with their Muslim friends or the person that they're dealing with. And I'm also taking you through a brief journey uh, of some of the Facebook posts that I usually do almost on an average of once every two days, give or take, depending on what's going on, unless if there is any other things that demand posting like recently I posted about the London attack. Uh, recently I posted about the um, terror attack at Pensacola, uh, Florida at the Naval Aviation Station by one of the Saudi officers over there. And uh, I elaborated on that. I did a couple of live videos on Facebook about this. You can find all of that, of course, if you go back to that time frame between the end of November and uh, the first two weeks of December. Nevertheless, you know, the point here is that we want this to be a resource for you, whether it's Facebook, whether it's YouTube, whether it's our website, and soon, hopefully, other platforms as the Lord allows. In fact, I want to uh, announce to you that we are, um, you know, launching, um, you know, maybe by the time you listen to this, we've already did, uh, launching a uh, Zoom webinar training on an average of at least six times a year, so almost like every other month, give or take, but that's the average. It's going to be about six times a year, whereby we will be talking about specific issues related to Islamic evangelism and also Islamic apologetics. Now, let us go back again to Facebook and see other kind of post or post series. For instance, I've started a post series back in November, I believe, or maybe even October of 2019. And uh, I've been doing a lot of those and we'll end up doing video series on that. And the title of that post, Why Jesus is Greater Than Muhammad. And the idea here is that I'm thinking like a Muslim. A Muslim looks at Jesus as a prophet and a human being not as a divine person, not as God incarnate, not, not as God, who is, uh, the Son of God or the Word of God who appears in the flesh. And uh, this particular series uh, was a very interesting one. It drew a lot of attention and, of course, antagonism, attack, mocking, but also it was be, has been helpful to many also of you who have been reaching Muslims. I think my time 
is almost up. So we'll continue next week with this particular post series, which is why Jesus Greater Muhammad. Thank you again for your partnership with us as always. Thank you for uh, becoming a Patreon patron for uh, or uh, sending us any of your gifts through PayPal. We've been receiving some of them, so thank you. And thank you for considering also to subscribe into our YouTube channel, Sira International, that's C as in Charlie I, Sira International, or go into our website and becoming a member in there at SiraInternational.com. We love you, and we pray that this year, 2020, will be a blessed year for all of you. Uh, give us your feedback as always. And uh, we're thankful for your prayers, partnership, and program. Thank you so much. Lord bless you. Take care.